Welcome to the next episode of our Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast. It's presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast where we have in-depth conversations with the leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector. It's the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology converge. Now, to give you a bit of a behind-the-scenes magic, if you will, in the making of this podcast, I want to share with you that we normally record these podcasts each month at Launch Fishers and bring four guests in at a time. This week, for the first time in creating this podcast, we will be recording this and our next several episodes virtually as we all come together and do our part in the fight against COVID-19. Well, we will continue to produce this podcast and have insightful conversations with ag bioscience leaders. It's also uh, felt timely to have our next guest join us to share in how Indiana's life sciences sector is stepping up in an impactful and very innovative way during this time of uncertainty. And we're honored this week to have with us Patty Martin. Patty is the president and CEO of BioCrossroads. And Patty, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Happy to be here, Gary. First of all, and certainly a bio crossroads of all of the Central Indiana Corporate Partnership Initiatives, I believe is the oldest. I think it was one of the first of that grouping. But give us just a thumbnail sketch of bio crossroads and its mission. Bio crossroads, you're in fact correct, Gary, uh, was the first of the initiatives that are that support CICP. We were founded in 2003 with the result of a Battelle report that really talked about the importance of the life science sector for the growth and the economy of the state of Indiana. And so BioCrossroads was founded as the first branded initiative to promote and grow the state of Indiana through education, communication, We have a seed fund and a number of other initiatives that connect and promote the sector, which is really one of the strongest for the state of Indiana. Before we jump into a little bit more about you and BioCrossroads, I do want to touch base on BioCrossroads' response to COVID-19. Certainly, Indiana has a very strong and vibrant life sciences sector. What are you seeing from this sector and in the state in terms of response and connection to the pandemic? It really has been stunning, I think, the response, and it just speaks to perhaps our Midwest roots and certainly the history of the life science sector going all the way back to the founding of Eli Lilly and Company so many years ago. But I'd like to first start with acknowledging the healthcare workers that are on the front of this crisis. I think that we are so indebted to them with our lives and proud of them and supportive of them and everything that they're doing through all the different hospital systems and healthcare systems throughout the state. Specific to the life science sector as it relates to the corporation, certainly Eli Lilly and Company has stepped up dramatically, offering its resources, both laboratories and people to support COVID testing. And the response to that has been dramatic. Interestingly enough, my son works for Lilly and he has volunteered a couple of times for the testing effort. And we're so thankful for them to step in and support. And just to speak to the state of Indiana's response, I think you know, Gary, that Lilly decided to add testing non-symptomatic folks to see if they could do a baseline of those not demonstrating any of the symptoms of the disease. And they needed 3,000 thousand people for the testing of that asymptomatic arm. And my understanding is, if I'm not mistaken, 150,000 people reached out to be a part of the testing. So it speaks to just the whole support of the state of Indiana when it comes to helping out Hoosiers. Of course, beyond Lilly, we've had great response from our healthcare systems. Certainly IU Health, Community, Ascension have been supportive. And our universities are stepping up. Purdue converting laboratories to assist with testing. Butler, is also studying additional COVID responses. 
And we have, thankfully, and this was actually a spin out from BioCrossroads, the Indiana Health Information Exchange, otherwise known as IHI, is working with Regan Streif and FSSA and other data organizations to provide the modeling required so that they can predict how this virus is going to progress. And now that we're managing through the initial stages of managing the surge of the disease, they're turning their attention to modeling to support our social services organizations. So how helping them predict how they're going to be able to help Hoosiers as this continues to progress. The good news is we've worked to contain the virus. The downside of that is we're probably in for a longer battle and folks are going to require a lot more support. So in a sense, based on what you just said and the incredible outreach in the life sciences community, the state response, personal protective equipment that the IEDC has spearheaded, I guess you could say this crisis, this tragedy has really been shining a light on the assets that are in the state of Indiana when it comes to life sciences in the, in the sector. That's absolutely right, Gary. I think that BioCrossroads has been, since its inception, intended to be a connector and a convener. And we're doing everything we can to play that role. And what we're hoping is that as we move out of this crisis, we come out even stronger because working together, whether it be universities with hospitals or hospitals with corporations, corporations with our universities and surrounding that, all of our spectacular philanthropic support, we really think we have the opportunity for the sector to come out stronger and demonstrate its importance to the vitality of the state of Indiana. Recently, Governor Holcomb, Eli Lilly and company and others announced a campaign in this together. It has been shared far and wide. And I know BioCrossroads was involved in putting together a really cool video as well that was shared on this topic. But in, in your view, in this together, this campaign, as you look at it, what's the importance of the campaign? The importance of the campaign is really bringing everything together and getting everyone communicating and on the same page. It's the opportunity that we have for some personal accountability to hold each other accountable for ensuring that we are in it together. And I think also with the pressure that our, our legislators, our governor, and certainly uh, Dr. Box and the Indiana State Department of Health are undergoing anything that we can do to bring the state of Indiana together to support those efforts and be literally all in it together can do nothing but raise all boats. Let's turn now to a little bit more on BioCrossroads and you. When you were selected <laughs> as CEO of the organization, you know, I know a lot of people, including myself, thought you were the really the right pick, the perfect pick for that <laughs> job. As you looked at your your background and your you know your experience, talk a little bit about your path uh, to this role at BioCrossroads. I have been engaged in the life science sector pretty much my entire career. I am a native Hoosier, by the way. I hark from Wabash. But after 26 years at Lilly, I took a reprieve and I followed BioCrossroads for a very long time. The initial chairperson of BioCrossroads was a mentor of mine at Lilly, Gus Watnabe. And Dr. Watnabe was someone who I channel every day with his energy and spirit to do everything we can for the state of Indiana. And so when this position became available and I was honest with myself that the intersection of life sciences and the state of Indiana is someplace that I'd like to spend the next phase of my career, I was delighted that I was offered the position. Talk about some of the signature projects. There are so many, but at BioCrossroads, to give people an idea of really, again, that mission, that focus, some of the things that BioCrossroads is doing to really make a difference. So we have a number of strategic pillars that we operate in. We convene, we connect, we collaborate, and we communicate. And I think one of the differences of BioCrossroads or one of its unique capabilities is that we really like to ground our positions in research. And so we've done a number of white papers and reports over over the years that have helped support 
provide facts <laughs> in mm-hmm. this time uh, when sometimes facts appear to be optional so that we can put forward an argument for what we think would be the best thing for the sector. And reminder, hearkening back to when BioCrossroads was first started, our life science sector has been alive and well for a great many years. The opportunity BioCrossroads had was to bring the different elements, disparate elements of our sector together so that the whole could be greater than the sum of the parts. And so we base our positions and our recommendations on research. And those research reports, by the way, are available on our website at biocrossroads.com. And coming out of those reports, we would have a number of recommendations. I'm just going to mention two. One of the things that came out of Biocrossroads actually was that Indiana Health Information Exchange, the opportunity to take electronic health records and connect them across the state, put Indiana in a very unique position of sharing those records so that if you were a patient in Indianapolis but happened to get sick up in South Bend or down in Evansville, it could track you. And that has proven to be incredibly valuable over these last weeks and months as we try to really understand the pandemic in the state of Indiana. Another would be IBRI, which is the Indiana Bioresearch Institute. We supported the formation of that entity to really connect our marvelous research universities here in the state, specifically Indiana, the IU School of Medicine, Purdue, and Notre Dame, with our industry partners from the state, whether it's Cook or Lilly or up north in our ortho section of of the state, trying to make sure that the resources that we have at our academic institutions are connected with our commercialization institutions on the other side. And that entity is alive and well today and actually will be one of the anchor tenants of 16 Tech. In terms of 16 Tech, really a major project, live, work, play development, a talent play in many respects on the near west side, West 16th Street, uh, near the old Bush Stadium for folks uh, around Indianapolis who might know where that is. But give us the, the bottom line opportunity opportunity that comes with 16 Tech. In other cities around the country, what you see is a real opportunity, as you said, to make those connections of live, work, play. And you have real interaction and innovation that happens when people can just convene or bump into each other. And Indianapolis has not had a piece of real estate. I mean, I lived at and worked at Lilly, lived (laughs) and worked uh, for 26 years down on McCarty Street. And while we interacted with each other, in fact, a lot of the work that got done was walking from the parking garage to your desk because you were sort of on the horizontal. Same thing here. The opportunity is to have entrepreneurs and innovators interact with larger, more established companies and see what that soup or whatever gumbo, whatever you want to call it, could could present. So this will be um, our first building is skinned in right now. It's getting HVAC. I believe that's still considered mission critical and allowed. So we will be moving in over the weekend of 4th of July and start to bring life to this really great piece of real estate and be able to be connected across the river back over to IU School of Medicine and IUPUI and to all of our other entities that are downtown. Very big and very important project, certainly for the city and the state of Indiana. Patty, final question for you, and that's uh, uh, the Central Indiana Corporate Partnership, CICP, Mm. in so many ways, the Center for Strategy and Collaboration for Indiana. And as you look at the opportunity for 
cross-collaboration. There are a lot of people who say, listen, it's going to reach its full potential only when there is this cross-collaboration between organizations like BioCrossroads and, uh, and Agrinovas. Talk about the potential, the future opportunities for collaboration across sectors. I think that's really important, Gary, because we've had these branded initiatives evolve over time, BioCrossroads being the first. And all of us were focused predominantly in our vertical of considering what was most important and strategic for our particular sector. And now, as you see data, artificial intelligence, robotics, and you see this the intersections of tech and manufacturing and life sciences and ag tech come together where we think Indiana is really uniquely positioned because of our manufacturing base and breadth in these different sectors to really get the most bang for the buck in efforts to try to collaborate in a way that cross-fertilizes across the sectors. And we're excited about it. I think what's been really interesting, again, using recent weeks as a demonstration project, I think that the CICP organization in its COVID response and convening of its members has been able to connect our life science sector with our healthcare providers, with our manufacturers, and our legislators and government entities to get the word out and share best practices. Again, hoping that those relationships and that connectivity continues to grow even once we're through this crisis. So we're particularly, I'm, I'm honored to be on um, an Agronovis podcast today. Uh, I think that the synergy between ag tech and life sciences and biotech is an obvious one, and we're thrilled to be partnering with them. And then I think it's as the digital economy and technology all convene, I think you're going to see more crossover than less as we go forward. Patty Martin is the president and CEO of Bio Crossroads. Patty, thanks for being with us on the podcast this week for providing some great perspective on the COVID uh, crisis facing the state of Indiana and the important role that Bio Crossroads is playing in our state. Thanks very much. Thank you so much, Gary. All right. And thank you for joining us on this edition of the Ag Plus Bio Plus Science podcast. It is a weekly production partnership between Agrinovus Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. Also, keep up to date with Agrinovas by following them on Twitter and Instagram at Agrinovasin. You can also find Agrinovas on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Also, don't forget to leave us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can share ag bioscience stories like this one with more and more people. Thanks for joining us this week. I'm Gary Dick. And remember, Indiana, we're all in this together. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana Business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.